Good evening, eggheads, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my decent friends, Kit and Andrew. Hmm. Uh, Tonight, we are continuing Mike's an amazing triple feature with 1985's Angel's Egg. Directed by Mamoru Oshii, I believe is how you would say it. How do you spell an amazing? Is it just A-N-I-M-A-Z? So I just did it a hyphenate. So anime dash zing. An amazing. I get it. Okay. That's yeah. great. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, so. Um, Someone emailed me and asked, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How, how is the email doing? Are we getting a lot in the mailbag? <laughs> We're getting a lot in the mailbag. Yep, we do. Cool. If, if I responded to all of the uh, special deals and ads, I mean, I would, I'd, I'd have to charge a salary. We, we are paying you, aren't we? Well, no, I'm saying you'd have no. to start if I if I responded to all those emails. So to, oh, to all the to all the corporations out there who are offering us a very limited time special deal. Um, I'm so sorry I have not been able to uh, respond. <laughs> well, but I've been giving Kit $2,000 a month that she said that she was pay- using to pay you oh, for all Nicole. the. Well, look oh. at freaking look at her. She's wearing she's all fancy. She's all gussied up. She's been spending she's it on freaking makeup and tampons, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Girl stuff. Girl stuff. That's uh, right. Classic. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, so this movie I thought was an interesting one. Um, I'll be curious. I, I'm just curious to see what the conversation's like. We may have a little bit of a hard time discussing it. Maybe we won't. <laughs> Maybe there's a lot to say. But uh, I've never seen it before. I don't think any of us have ever no. seen it before. Is that right? No. no. Yeah. Or heard of it. So, can, I say, okay. can I say something about this triple? Sure. I really, really appreciate that you picked things that most people in the world haven't i mean seen you know what i mean like i'm not that i think very many people have seen like hollywood nights either but i just think i think it's i think you picked so far i think you've picked like very good like the the selections are good i'm not saying that necessarily the movies are good although i've i you know spoiler alert i've on some level i've enjoyed both of the entries so far but i just i think i think you did a really good job Oh, thank this you very is, much. Yeah, this is the director of Ghost in the Shell. But we I are not did watching not Ghost know in the that, Shell, but it, mm-hmm. I'm not shocked. I have that. I got. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting to watch it. Me too. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned you wanted to do Ghost in the Shell as part of a Matrix yeah, triple I feature. I want to do Matrix, Ghost in the Shell, and Akira. Akira. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I thought we could. Yeah. Yeah. But and I also I said it's kind of in the last episode I did I wanted to do anime or at least do animated movies mm-hmm. and then I wanted to pick ones that it wasn't just kind of those you know top that everybody says like well that's if you're gonna ever see an anime go see Spirited Away sure. or go see uh, Ghost in the Shell or something so that was part of it but yeah thank you I'm glad you've uh, gotten enjoyment out of them I think so it's far. like I think it's cool to because the thing is it's like I don't think you would. If you were trying to get into anime, I don't think you would go for like deep cuts like this. I'm assuming these are deep but cuts. But you should, maybe. You should? You should? Well, I'm just saying, like, it's hard for me to imagine anyone who likes movies not really liking these. Cause, like, yeah, last no, week, last week, 
there's so many like movie references within that. Like it's so itself steeped in like live action movies mm-hmm. that I feel like you would enjoy seeing how that's translated to like an animated action movie. Mm-hmm. And then this movie is like, if you like Disney film animation, like this is like, you know, it is competitive to me with that level of like, beauty mm-hmm. and like world building and stuff obviously very different from a story <laughs> perspective but i think would yeah. be like appreciated by people who like that kind of fantasy style of animation yeah yeah definitely and i think I also think- just like you know what are we gonna do talk, watch akira and be the nine thousandth person to talk about you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. like it's it's true it's it's fun to 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 think we're watching something, I think, different than what people would expect. I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dig down a little. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to say, I think that this this one, more than Golgo, uh, this one kind of piqued my interest in more um, films by this particular artist. So, like, I went through his uh, his filmography after I watched this and was like, a lot of these movies sound really interesting and I would like to, and I, it made me want to see Ghost in the Shell again. Um, I haven't seen it for quite a while, so I already I did want to watch it again just to kind of brush up. But uh, but yeah, reading about, uh, I guess, two movies he made called Pat Pat Labor, um, which I think are about robots like our like labor mm. robots. And then uh, the two Ghosts in the Shell movies he's made. I don't know. It seemed like. I felt like there was a lot in this movie. It was one of the more like thought provoking movie experiences I've had in a while. And uh yeah, I'd be very curious. So I don't know, <coughs> excuse me, in terms of like, this is going to make me go find a bunch of anime to watch. I don't know, maybe. Uh, but by this particular artist, I would definitely be curious to see more of what he's done. It feels um, like it would be pretty singular. Yeah. In terms of like its vision. And then I know like when you talk about like what are the best anime movies, like Ghost in the Shell is top of the list for most mm-hmm. people. So it does seem like this is like the the Walt Disney or something of like this genre and like maybe nothing else quite competes in the same way. But um, it really felt a lot because there's like very little story, almost no dialogue and things like I love the part <laughs> where she's sleeping and he's sitting there. And it's so long and yeah. nothing is moving in the frame. Like it's you're so long. just staring at a picture for minutes and minutes. Yeah. yeah. And that's awesome. But it's felt so much more like a video installation, like in a museum to me than a movie <laughs> necessarily. Definitely. Um, On that note, I did want to say, I don't want to cut you off, but no, I ahead. guess this was not technically a theatrical film. I didn't realize that initially. I guess it was a, it's an OVA, which is an original video art. So it's kind of okay. like a straight to video anime. But anyways, Kit, I just Kit's favorite movie of the year was a video game. So I think you're all right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I made you watch uh, the ballet. Swan Lake. Too. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think this, that, that ballet gives this a run for its money in terms of moviness. You know? <laughs> Um, Wait, what do you mean? She just said the the that two things that aren't movies, but maybe are trying oh. to be, maybe are maybe are, yeah, are I, I, emulating I think, movies or. Something. I think you could argue that that Matthew Bourne Swan Lake is more a movie than this 
Okay. I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> um, Mike, for the audience, and definitely not for me, could we could we get like a a brief summary of what you felt this movie was about? Yeah, absolutely, sure. Um, so I think it's a very maybe um symbolic movie although Mm -hmm. that would you don't say well and that wouldn't that would imply (laughs) that there's like each image points to something else or represents something Mm -hmm. else so i don't know that necessarily that's quite the right word but um so i guess the quick the quick story is that there's a girl who's in this kind of wastelandy type of place there is a city uh the landscape seems to change between something more natural and something more uh, urban. Um, But it's all very desolate and kind of like fallen. And uh, so she has this egg. She's a little girl, uh, definitely at the start. And then there she's just kind of wandering. And then there's an older, uh, like a young man. um, And he pretty much just follows her. He has a cross. It's maybe some kind of weapon, but it's basically a cross. shaped thing Mm -hmm. that he has with him uh and they uh, there's a long sequence where there's some what they refer to as fishermen and then there's these shadow fish that kind of go along the walls of the city they seem to be Um, kind of mechanical or something right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, they definitely yeah i don't know they don't look and they're like the the fishermen are kind of faceless and they're sort of yeah they're they're hunting the shadow fish things with like spears (laughs) spears <laughs> spears and yeah okay but stuff. they Sorry, keep continue. just hitting yeah. the ground no, and the walls and stuff yeah what's that they just hit the ground and the, like they never hit anything with their yeah. spears yeah um and yeah then at a point she takes the uh young man into kind of like a cave or possibly um i don't know into this kind of place that's littered with like carcasses what's that i think it's a church or it's treated as one. Yeah. But it's well, also was... like inside of an animal. Yeah. Was that the same place with the stained glass window? Yes. When she takes him up that staircase? Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, probably a church. And then at a, at, as it progresses, it seems like, yeah, it's like maybe they're in the belly of a whale or like some kind of creature. Because there's like uh, like mossy skeleton type of mm-hmm. things for these weird fish and birds and stuff. And um, she shows him this kind of fossil maybe or maybe sculpture of what looks like like a fallen angel mm-hmm. um on the wall she says that that's what's in her egg uh that she's been carrying with her and protecting this and at the time. beginning of the movie we do see some sort of uh you know yeah he, by- he, the boy is like watching a big thing come up that's what you mean, right? But there's the egg. They, we see like yes. an egg and we see an embryo or yes. a fetus, I guess. Okay. Yeah. 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 And those things are kind of just littered around the the landscape. These but little it's not kind clear of... if they're like alive or. Yeah. The giant they're like these what? little Orb bird embryos mm-hmm. on a stick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And I guess one other thing at the beginning is that there's this large sphere populated with these kind of statues looking mm-hmm. types of things. <laughs> that yeah. rises up very matrixy the, the, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah definitely yeah um so anyhow also, so she shows him 
Sorry, I know like all things for me lead to Castlevania, but Castlevania also has a thing where it reveals this big like creature with like angel wings. It's a demon, but it looks like an angel and it's like they find it hidden in like a monastery. Okay. And I was just like, with that scene, I was like, that's so <laughs> like, is that a reference? Like it, it's weird. Interesting. Anyway, go ahead. Um. So she shows him she's she tells him that that's what's in her egg. And then there's the kit, uh, the scene that Kit was talking about where mm-hmm. there's about it's about two and a half minutes of him sitting beside her bed while she sleeps in this big kind of church creature belly type of thing. And she's kind of cradling the egg like she kind of yeah. she kind of carries it underneath her dress over her womb, sort of. Yeah. Uh, and then he smashes it. It's on the floor. And so he, while she sleeps, he smashes it with his cross. Uh, and then he kind of leaves, I think. And then she wakes up, she's devastated and she runs and she goes and jumps sort of off of a cliffside into, uh, water, like a river, but it's, well, not, not a river. It's just like still water. And, um, as she plunges into it, it's like the, reflection approaching her is an older i assume her but it's an older woman not old but like a mature like a young a young woman yeah thank you um and uh so she plunges in she kind of rather than her ever coming up out of the water it's just a bunch of bubbles which then look like eggs and then the fella the old the young man goes to the sea he goes to kind of the coast and um the big sphere from the beginning lifts out of the ocean, I think. And um, it's they we see the statues inside this big sphere thing again. Uh, but now the girl and her egg have become one of the statues in it. And then uh, it cuts back to him standing on the shore. And then as it zooms out, it's like a big um, arc. Mm-hmm. Uh it looks like he's standing on a big arc. Like an overturned uh, hull of a boat. Yeah. A yeah, in like space. it flipped over probably. And that yeah. everything, that the whole landscape that we've encountered is located on the bottom of this thing that looks like a boat. And then we, we yeah. also should have mentioned when they're in the cathedral, he basically tells the story of Noah's Ark. Yes. yes. But as if it's like a story, but also might have really happened to him um but he can't fully remember right well and his change on the story so it's basically the story Mm -hmm. of noah's ark but then it's which is very heavy on like the god's wrath element and Mm -hmm. then when he says they sent off the bird he he never says that it returned which i think in the bible it returns with like a little leaf or a little sprig or something in its mouth and so then they know land isn't that far away and you know, that the, the flood is clearing and all that. Mm-hmm. And that does not happen in his telling. And it kind of just wandered like the, you know, his story just kind of ambles off. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that is a summary <laughs> with a little bit of interpretation uh, of the film. Um, I've got things to say about multiple scenes. Yeah. Uh, questions to ask, things to say. But I guess since I just talked for quite a while, do either of you want to launch in with some of your thoughts or? Well, uh, I think kids can have a lot. I assume he's going to have a lot to say about this one. So (laughs) um, I'll go kind of quick. I will say I I'm not as smart as you guys and I have I'm not um, as uh, in tune with religious stuff. Uh, Obviously, 
this one isn't subtle, uh, so I, I got it. But it, I, I think my interpretation, and I did like some reading after the fact, because I was just like, I what what did I watch? <laughs> um, yeah. In a good way. But, um, I, you know, I was kind of wondering my, to myself, like, is he, you know, is this movie maybe, is it, because there's like him breaking the egg and then there being nothing in the egg. You know, I'm, I it had me wondering, like, is that, like, is she putting her faith in something that isn't actually there? Is that something the movie's trying to tell me? But then I feel like the movie is also, I don't know, almost literally telling me that there is something behind her faith. And then, like, I'm trying to... I've seen this from a couple of different reviews, but I was also wondering... Um, uh the the kind of spaceship the matrixy eyeball spaceships at the mm -hmm. beginning and end like is that is that some sort of like interpretation of heaven i don't know um and so i guess he is supposed to, and then you know is he supposed to have been one of the fisherman guys and then maybe like that was sort of like he lost faith in that. I it's I understand him as being somebody who's lost some sort of faith or is questioning his faith, um, but still holds on to it in some regard because he's carrying that cross around, right? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling because uh, it's 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 not totally clear to me. Um, but those are kind of some of the thoughts that I that I had. Yeah, Kit, what did you think? <laughs> Not not um, to leave any of that unaddressed, Andrew, but I no no these we'll, are just we'll these are just the, my yeah, thoughts, yeah. and then however they come out in the conversation is fine. Yeah. So I don't think that there is like I think I think this is designed to for you to be able to make what you want of it. Yeah. In a way, like you're gonna see a different thing depending on. I was talking to Lee about that, like especially when. When they go in the church and there's like fish in the stained glass, I was like, it would be really cool to be able to just have an idea and be like, oh, they worship fish and like there's no and not give any reason to it. Mm -hmm. Like I and I think that's very common, like among artists <laughs> to do that. But it's like would be difficult for me to imagine doing that to do to kind of make a choice that is not random, but born purely of like an instinct or an sure. idea that seems aesthetically cool or whatever. Just be like, oh, it'd be cool if there were like shadows of fish like swimming through this city without going like, but what does that mean? Yeah, for right. this? I agree. For me to put yeah. that in there where then he just does it. And I do think that that is, I mean, unless he, uh, the director is being like, if he's not, unless he's like not telling the truth, like he says like, I don't know what it means, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously it sure seems to have something to do with his particular experience of Christianity, but I think that's cool because <clears throat> the reason that that works and makes for like a really beautiful and I don't know, compelling work of art that seems to be loaded with meaning is because we complete that task of like putting these things together and like figuring out what we think it's saying. And like, like, I guess this is a cliche at this point, but it feels like particularly apparent with this film that like there is no correct interpretation of this. 
it and it reminded me of a fairy tale in a lot of ways where like it really in a way seems like the primary material was literal in a sense that it's like there's this girl and this boy she goes around collecting water bottles she they there's this bird like all this stuff and it wasn't someone sitting there going and this will represent this and this will represent this but it all still does feel so loaded with like mythology just because mm-hmm. like that's how we interpret things um and in some ways like it was most interesting to me as an exercise in that and maybe the fact that it's Japanese like helps put the distance between me and the work to be like to recognize that more easily that like if these are like really loaded cultural symbols in like Japan like I don't have that context (laughs) so yes there's like it made me think about that as just like an artistic exercise of like, wow, so you can just like make decisions and not really have a story reason for them. And like, it still ends up feeling like it's so crammed with well meaning and significance. I, I, I agree with you. And I think, I think it's interesting because I feel like a conversation that you and I have had like many times about movies with, some sort of mythology built in is that we don't have to know what it means, but we have to feel like the director yeah. knows what it means. <clears throat> and like you said, and I'm, I'm looking at a comment right now from somebody who's just like, yeah, Oshi says himself that he doesn't know what the hell is going on in this movie. Um, <laughs> so I think it just points to, you know, people trying to pin down art and how to read it and how to make it. Um, and just never really quite being able to because it's just so dependent on the person making it. Well, and it's not, yeah. this isn't like a typical movie. Like this isn't True. a, it's arguably not a story in a way. Like it's not, it doesn't have the elements that we traditionally think of having in a story. Like if anything, it seems more like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, but because... Hey, fairy tales are stories too. Okay. Yes, but like, right, <laughs> they are. But it feel it feels like a bunch of jumbled up elements of of a myth mm-hmm. that sure. we don't quite have. I mean, it feels like what the characters are experiencing. I mean, what the boy describes is that he's forgotten whether all these things happened, why things are like this, how all these pieces fit together, and that's how we experience it. I think as a viewer, mm-hmm. as well. Um, but you know, we maybe maybe he has grown weary of trying to put it all together and we <laughs> still are trying to put it all together. Um, That's one thing to add. We've talked a little bit how he's he said it's pretty open to interpretation. One thing I did see on the like Wikipedia and then another thing that I read was that he, I guess, conceived this or made this uh, <laughs> after I guess he lost his faith. Uh, he was. I guess Christian and then sort of felt like he had uh, a loss of faith. I don't know if it ever came around again or if he's kind of continued to not uh, feel that or whatever anyways, but that was, yeah, I think that plays into what Kit was saying. The uh, like maybe giving up on interpreting or trying to make, which is funny because like, at least to me, maybe because of where I'm coming from, this feels like a movie that is like pro faith. (laughs) 
Well, right. that's, to me. You, th- you think this is a movie that's pro-faith? I feel like it is, yes. See, it's, it's interesting because, like, you know, I, I was reading a, a review, like, or an, an essay, I guess, on on uh, uh, one of the True Film subreddit about it today. And it's, it's and the, the, the essay, I think, comes to the same conclusion. But there's, an, there's a comment underneath it that, you know, I think is pretty compelling. And the person basically is saying that, like, you know, I think this movie is about uh, losing faith in an empty religion. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that there I could see that. And then mm-hmm. there's there's there and you were you were mentioning um some of the like cultural stuff that we might just be missing. And like one person is talking about how apparently um that the <coughs> water is apparently a symbol of maturity for women in Japanese culture. I this mm-hmm. I'm just reading this. I don't know if it's actually true. Um, but that is what this person is saying. So I'm in her kind of plunging into the water is like maybe some sort of symbol of 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 acceptance in this mm-hmm. sort of yeah. the emptiness yeah. in, in the. So, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because there's I'm sure I'm sure if we, you know, if we really dug into it, we'd find a, a thousand things, you know, that that speak to the to the opposite. But um, well, and to build on that is as she approaches the water when she's diving toward it. There's an older version of what we assume is her. So mm-hmm. even if yeah, yeah, yeah. There, if even if that's not the case, that water does represent maturity, which I have no reason to think it isn't. But just you know, yeah, that is that does seem to be what the film's conveying. Mm-hmm. I mean, through the the imagery, like that she well, grows up then, and but then she also, you know, explodes into a thousand eggs. So yeah. I don't know. You can <laughs> and, well, and, and maybe you can goes see to you can you can frame yeah. that as like, okay, she's like maturing like this is like a childish thing that she was holding on to and now she's an adult she's matured or mm-hmm. she's losing innocence and all hope and it right. sure seems like that breath that she takes underwater is her last breath <laughs> like it yeah. it's it's a death of some kind um and then she's like ensconced as this um i don't know some kind of powerful religious figure which like that seems good but also like she's a stone like she's a statue like she's not her anyway i think there's lots of like things like you know there's fish and birds seem to be kind of opposed in some way there's like water and the and lack of water like kind of opposed in some way um there's obviously like faith and lack of faith like you know so like there yeah there's just all these when you put a bunch of like, they're not quite binaries, but like opposites or something, like some kind of like opposed things, it sure feels like you're making like, we just want there to be some kind of like moral judgment or like value judgment. Like yeah. one's good and one's bad. And I don't think that the movie really d- does that. I think that I perceive it to be <clears throat> pro faith because like I'm pro faith. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, I can absolutely see. I was thinking like in the when they're in like the Leviathan or they're in that like cathedral slash skeleton, like, okay, is this something about institutional religion or, or, you know, something about how like her kind of her faith is like what actually what religion actually is or what it's supposed to be. And then you know there's all these like 
for, formalities that like human beings build around it or like you know and that's bad or whatever um but i don't nec- i don't think that that's <laughs> I don't know that that's what anyone was thinking either. And I don't don't know that that's my final interpretation either. And, you know, at the beginning, I was like, okay, well, here's like a boy carrying around a cross following her and kind of just, you know, being kind to her seemingly. And I'm like, okay, he sure seems Jesus-y. But by the end, he doesn't seem <laughs> Jesus-y yeah. at all, really. So building on that, maybe, maybe that thread of... Uh, maybe not even criticism of the institution, but just sort of the emptiness and the, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of, I, I mean that, that place, that church that they're in is like decrepit and old yeah. and dirty. And like, so maybe just the aging of like the, the, the ha- having the life sucked out of it, of, of an institution of religion, sorry, I'm rambling. But uh, to me, like, when I first started to really get into this, like my brain or my, my mind started kind of racing with ideas. And I think I started like feeling uh, the movie more was with the fishermen where mm-hmm. you've got these kind of soldier like looking people and they're throwing spears at these shadows on the wall. And like, I mean, I guess there's, you know, the Plato element of that, but mm-hmm. then also just like, to me, that was a really good and again, it we're we're I'm we're we're placing value values on these things. But as I'm watching that, what I'm thinking in this movie is like that is like somebody trying to prove, like empirically prove right. or materially prove uh, that some you know the the existence of the transcendental or like mm-hmm. of the spiritual realm or something. So like if you're trying to prove that God exists, you're throwing a spear at these shadows. Like you're you're it's just you know, the spiritual realm and the physical realm just do not match up in that way where you can like prove it with mm-hmm. observation. And so like, we don't know that those are like soldiers of the the church, but it's like, there's this city that seems very hollowed out other than these fishermen. And then, you know, the girl with her egg and the, and the uh, young man. So I thought that was like, really, and I, I guess I shouldn't even say like, he was condemning people who would try to pin down, you know, God in that way. I think it's just like a representation of like, here's how these people are like searching for or like Mm -hmm. like trying to like affirm their faith and it's just not working for them. Like it's, you know, they're crashing through these windows with their spears and like, it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, it's all for naught. Like it doesn't really seem that there's any purpose to what they're doing. Um, But yeah. And again, I shouldn't, I'm trying to make it like a not a value thing because I really don't feel like this is movie is like saying like, here's some message. I mean, we, we seem to know it's not because the filmmaker had said yeah. as much as I don't really know what it meant, but I think if he's feeling through uh, an idea or if he's, if he's thinking mm-hmm. through an idea with visuals here, it's like, to me, that's what was conveyed at that point in the movie of just like, and even if you kind of remove the religious aspect, but just like when you're trying to like capture these ideas that are just mm-hmm. bigger than our reality as we can experience it and stuff like that. It's like, you know, th- yeah. trying to capture a shadow kind of thing. Anyways, sorry, that was rambly. No, not at all. But- and I I had a, okay, so like in spite of this being like the most abstract movie we've ever watched, I did have a note. Uh, <laughs> but I think when he's talking, when he's telling the Noah's Ark story and like the change is that like the dove never came back, mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been interesting with the themes of the movie if say they sent the dove out and the dove did come back, but then they sent it out again. 
because like they wanted to like make sure because there's something in this to me I agree and like the shadows of the fish have something to do with it for me of mm -hmm. like you know obviously with faith you are meant to just believe something and mm -hmm. there was something interesting the idea of like so wait just real quick, real quick. Mm -hmm. so are you saying that like if if this if this scenario happened you're saying that like their situation that they're in right now their sort of sl slow death is uh like due to the crisis of faith yeah i i mean that's kind of how i interpret it that's interesting um but obviously i think an equally valid interpretation would be like it's because of yeah th because of the maybe time and energy they've spent on this thing that like doesn't actually well, like they've made a bad investment, basically. Well, that's, and they're suffering because of that. Yeah, I think I was somewhere between those those two because I was I was thinking about I related to the the male character a lot. I was think as as a agnostic and somebody who grew up very in a very Christian situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the end when he's just like watching her and i don't know mm -hmm. necessarily if that thing that she's now a part of is meant to be heaven or if it's just nothing you know i don't mm -hmm. know um but um there's just something about that, that super long shot of him just completely alone um i don't know i think i felt like yeah so i felt like just from that imagery alone like those last moments like i felt like that's where my head was uh with the the two the two possibilities basically and maybe and feeling just it, both of them mm -hmm. at the same time to be honest yeah i take it as i think so the beginning we see the same situation happen like he's there watching this happen and it seems like although who knows if this is intentional but that the second time we see that happen one that is a different occasion it's not a vision of the same thing that's mm -hmm. how i take it um, Interesting. somehow at the beginning of the movie he sees this happen and then he tells her about seeing that so it seems that like that could be the time he's seen that before mm -hmm. and then after she dies or whatever happens to her he sees it again but it's different now because there's a statue of her there and my takeaway from him is that seeing that the second time he doesn't remember that he's already seen it like he talks about I take that character to be someone who doesn't understand who who once this happens, he kind of forgets that it's ha or can't remember if he really saw it. What do you or think? Not. What do you think the point of memory loss is in this movie? I think memory loss is related to not having faith that there's that he doesn't know if it was real. Like he doesn't know if that bird thing was real. And then she's like, it is real. I'll show you. And obviously what she shows him is not necessarily definitive proof that it's real. Right. I mean, she says, I'm going to take you to the bird. And it's just like a skeleton of the bird. <laughs> so it's like not. And there's no guarantee that like the egg that she has is the same kind of thing as whatever this thing she, you know, they're looking at is. Right. Um, and he well, and to add to that real quick, I also thought it looked very ominous and evil. And yeah. so when he smashed the egg, I thought maybe that he was trying to prevent some sort of. Right bad thing well and so. it doesn't and it doesn't even necessarily look like a bird it's like no maybe, it looks like a human like an right. angel i thought yeah maybe she thinks 
oh, that thing with wings, it could only be a bird. And maybe mm-hmm. he knows something that she doesn't know, which is like, no, it's actually a bad thing, which that would go to, I guess, the idea of like, you know, this religion that seems innocent or this faith that seems innocent can like lead to really bad things. But I yeah. sort of took the movie overall. And again, who knows how I wouldn't have how I would have interpreted it if I didn't know already that 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 it had something to do with the director's loss of faith. Um but because I did know that and certainly because of a whole host of other things about me, I see it as almost like an elegy for a loss of faith. Like Okay. It's it's hmm. like whether whether I mean, obviously, the position he seems to have come to is like, you know, God isn't real. None of this was true. But there still certainly seems to be a deep sadness. <laughs> like, I would not say I feel very confident saying that this movie, even if it's about somehow on some level, the folly of religion or the bad outcomes of religion Uh i don't think it's trying to convince anyone that religion is bad to me no no i I don't think so right i definitely see it as man it was nice (laughs) there was something beautiful about the faith that i used to have and i don't have it anymore and like maybe that's a good thing maybe i'm better off because of that but like i see the city that they're in as the existential reality of, of an absence of God. And in a certain sense, if, if, if God is, if God exists, but is absence absent, or if God is absent because he doesn't exist, the reality is the same for human beings in a way that it's like, and to me, it seems like the movie sees that as a fairly shitty reality, you know, <laughs> like, like if, if God exists and just, has abandoned us or we have forsaken him in some way like well that sucks and if he never existed that also sucks that's kind of <laughs> what it seems like to me mm-hmm. interesting, <laughs> interesting. <I know. laughs> it's, it's, it's a hard one to talk about but it is very very it interesting is. it is very interesting yeah. it, it had me uh i was thinking of um uh i was thinking of signs a lot while i was watching this mm-hmm just because that movie is also about a crisis of faith um, and aliens, it feels very like well, aliens, like, aliens or demons, depending on how you right. interpret the movie. But um, yeah, it just made me. Th- it, it, but also, that movie is is also a movie that I think is it's not so much the person watching it, but I think it depends on mm-hmm. it's sort it's sort of about oh god. I'm trying to think like like the things that happen in the movie don't necessarily point to definitive proof that God exists at the end, but it does for that character. Right. Um, and so I was just kind of it just kind of reminded me of. Uh, what am I trying to say? Apparently nothing. Um, but I did think about signs a lot while I was watching. This. It seems like I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I see it as like a portrait of two different mindsets. Yeah. You know, yes. like that's and that's the, the boy that, and that, the girl, that, yeah. Like I was thinking like it feels like the 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 girl and the guy are sort of like almost like two two side, you know, two two what is it? Two sides of the same mm-hmm. coin or something like mm-hmm. that. Um is that is that crazy to yeah. say? 
No. Well, okay. and like, and they're they're simpatico for like the boy isn't. There's things to admire about the boy, and there's things to admire about the girl. Like if the boy is sort of like. Yes. More of a realist, but he he's still caring for her. He's still protecting her innocence to an extent, like until he doesn't anymore. And I don't think we know enough about him to know if when he destroy, destroys the egg, he's doing that out of some kind of malice or if that's also an effort to protect her, even though he probably knows it's going to like really pain her. But like personally, I find it very devastating that he does that because I don't necessarily think that like I, I did not find it to be a completely selfless act. I I found yeah. that the act of him breaking the egg was more about him than it was about her. I don't think it was it it wasn't partially about her and mm-hmm. him caring about her, but I do think him breaking the egg is more about him kind of screaming into an echo chamber, you know, mm-hmm. or um uh proving to himself that he is right basically Mm -hmm. about the about the way he uh interprets the world and that's what i mean like and if we're supposed to like we don't really get proof of this either but there's some suggestion in a way i think that the egg is empty and like the questions that he's asking her like you know what do do you hear something well it's not like that's the wind that like i think there's some question is like is there really a bird in here (laughs) or is this egg empty and when she picks up the shell, like, we don't see, like, a carcass of a baby bird or something. Like, mm-hmm. we just see an empty shell. But to me, that relates to, like, the dove idea that, and, and the, sh- and the sh- throwing harpoons at, at fish shadows idea that, like, if you, if the egg is empty, is it because the egg was empty or because you did, didn't believe the egg wasn't empty? And obviously someone who would smash the egg to find out if it's empty doesn't believe the egg's not empty. Yeah, so that's... So it's empty. (laughs) So I think if, let's say, if the egg is her faith, like, that... If if loosely that that's kind of what that's supposed to represent, so she carries this around, she carries her her egg around pretty happily, (laughs) especially considering the landscape. Like, she's, you know, seems to be happy to have her egg. Uh... She sometimes wanders away from it and he kind of like, you know, he kind of, you know, early on, he kind of he reminds her, keeps us close. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of gather he's not maybe he's more of the skeptic or maybe he's more of the um, just more of the the materialist or something. But like uh, she leaves, she, you know, she falls asleep and leaves the egg there. He smashes it because he wants to know what's inside, whereas she has faith that there's there's something inside of mm-hmm. it, I guess. At, at the, I don't know. I'm kind of grabbing at straws here, but like uh, as she she sees that it's empty, she rejects that so fully that she just runs away and basically maybe commits suicide. Like, <clears throat> you know, she can't live. She doesn't want to live if the, the egg is empty. Mm-hmm. So she plunges in <clears throat> into the water. Maybe there's the maturity theme there that we kind of talked about earlier. But then, like, as she does this, what comes up in the water is a bunch of other eggs. Mm-hmm. So, like, is that faith for other people? Like, she's an, it's inspiration to others? Like, we don't see that. I don't know. But then we've seen that the <laughs> egg was empty. So, in a way, that 
affirm or that validates his skepticism. Mm-hmm. But then when she plunges in the water, a bunch of eggs come up. Then we see that she's maybe like Andrew said that maybe that sphere with the statues is like a heaven full of angels. And it kind of looks mm-hmm. like, uh, what is it like the Imperion or, or like, I don't know, like the, the stuff from Paradiso with all the angels, like this, the kind of spiral pattern or whatever. Oh, Anyhow, yeah. So maybe that's heaven, all these angels, but she, and then she's there. So like while his skepticism was affirmed because we saw the egg was empty, she was so devastated that she goes and dies because she can't live without her faith or something. And maybe that that's how she gets into heaven. I don't know. Like I said, kind of reaching. I don't, I don't even think that her devastation is necessarily that the egg was empty. I think her devastation is that the egg is broken. I think just to not have the egg. Right. That she, that, that I don't necessarily think that her, that she's like realizing, Oh, he was right. It's just like, he fucking, you know, destroyed this. And I also think, I think that cause you're, there is that beginning part where he's telling her to protect the egg. And like, mm-hmm. he could be doing that in a, like, you know, pretending that Santa Claus is real, like for a little kid, like it's a kind yeah. thing yeah. to do. But I think a change happens to him when she shows him the skeleton. Like I, I kind of took it as like, he is shocked to see that. Uh-huh. And one interpretation is that he starts to, you know, he starts quizzing her about the egg. And it's almost like, does that needle something in him of like, huh, well, I thought that this bird thing I dreamed of was a, or I, I thought it was a dream, but she's showing me like this weird skeleton. Like, was it real? But not really wanting, both not being able to fully believe that and not really wanting to. Mm. And then that's when he starts, I think, I don't know if he was ever going to smash the egg until until it got too real, <laughs> until yeah. it started to seem like it started to confuse him, like where yeah. he stood. For some people, having faith, believing in God is as the easiest, most obvious thing in the world. And then for other people, um, it's like... Not even like, and I'm not even talking about like, um, out, like just like outright rejection of faith or religious ideas, but it's just like a difficult thing to get your head around. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's just like, like thinking about existence or something like that. And I don't know if it's just like, uh, to be, uh, blunt, you know, smart people and not as smart people. Um, but there's something about, there is something about this movie that reminded me of that. Just like a sort of, because I do think like, like for me as, as an agnostic, like I think about like, it's very, like faith is very comforting. Um, pretty much, you know, the idea of, of, you know, life and death and heaven and having your soul saved and all these things are very, 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 very comforting ideas, but my brain just can't connect with them in the way Mm -hmm. and i and i'm and it's and i'm envious like i think it would be very cool if my brain worked in that way i maybe 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 it would just make you know the sort of like pain of life you know less sharp um to be able to like easily accept these ideas but there is like there's this sort of for me there's this sort of sense of uh you know, I don't know, regret or longing or there's something about him at the end watching the 
spaceship thing. There's something about it's just like I don't know if it's a if he's affirmed or if he's if if he's necessarily like you know like if this if this moment changes any of his beliefs or if it's just kind of like a you know some sort of regret or um or just like a you know like I wish my I wish I operated this way I wish I could accept these things because mm-hmm. boy that would make uh life so much more simple yeah well yeah and it's it's nice that it's we don't know why he crushed the egg. We don't know exactly what he's thinking where he's there on the shore. We, I mean, we really have very little idea at all. Um, and I think that's what's like on, on the art level that is nice because it makes it open to interpretation and we have these discussions about it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but with regard to what you said about about faith, like this is less to do with the film and just more my two cents. But like I would say I probably I I, I think pretty much when I learned the word agnostic. So maybe like age 12 through like 25, I was pretty agnostic. Like, yeah, I I guess is where I would say, I don't know exactly. Yeah. I guess we've kind of talked about before, like various turning points, but like, uh, I think even when I was agnostic, it was like, uh, I was still, and and you could totally be different than this. I'm just saying that this was my experience of agnosticism. But basically, I still believed there was a God, but I wasn't like. It was just like, it's like when you're agnostic, it's like, it's like, I can't prove that there is. I can't prove that there isn't. And like, that's yeah. a very, like, completely reasonable place to be. Uh, but then it was like, it was almost even with ghosts. Like, I would be like, well, why am I scared of a ghost you know like after i we went to, after I, we went to go see paranormal activity i yeah. came home to the the apartment and i was like scared <laughs> and it's like the fact that i was scared it doesn't mean that ghosts are real for sure <laughs> but it was kind of like well it meant that i guess in a way it's like well then that means that i'm i'm agnostic both ways not just agnostic in the way where i'm covering up atheism like i'm agnostic in the way where it's like there could be ghosts mm-hmm. i don't know you know and like you know behaving as if i believe that that's actually a possibility um yeah and i I, I, it's like you you were saying i I think it's almost a misunderstanding and i'm again this is more me this we're not even really talking about the movie i think it's almost a misunderstanding to characterize faith for all people who have faith as a comfort um at least at all times like oh sure Uh, yeah catholics you know (laughs) well they seem pretty they seem i mean you're catholic you're pretty (laughs) miserable (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, I even mean like just because you're a per- and I mean priests struggle. Like uh, I mean, sure, of course, and, of know, course. That like you sometimes and, you I, and feel I didn't very mean I didn't away. mean to I didn't mean to generalize quite that way. No, but... no. I'm just I and I'm I'm not I'm not saying you were wrong. I, what I mean is like <clears throat> that I think even for people who believe in God and then like live that lifestyle, like they either live a Christian lifestyle or some other religion, like i i think for most people that you have the moments where you feel far away like i have moments like when i some you know by which i mean weeks or months or whatever where i pray and i feel nothing and i in a you know sure it's just so to speak nothing it's a thing you have to like reaffirm right well no it's it's just like excuse me sorry there we go um it's it's like uh sometimes i do feel it and it and it's it's not knowing it the way you know you know math necessarily but sometimes i do feel it and i correspond like you know you can you know 
it's it always it still seems maybe because this is my long stretch as not a religious person it feels weird to say like i talk with god or something but mm-hmm. like um but yeah you you feel it and you kind of i don't know you talk in that sense other times you don't but like uh i think in this movie we're probably we're probably hovering around the young man's character being maybe the more agnostic or more skeptic type of person mm-hmm. uh uh, yeah, sorry, I'm kind of trying to pull it back in now, but like, um, I guess when you were talking about it being like a comfort for people or something like that, that it's because it goes back and forth, like with the filmmaker who at one point had been a Christian and then I guess had this like fallout, like loss of faith type of thing, you know, um, mm, shit, I got nowhere to, to well, land this. I think but. his, I, th- I think part of what we maybe see is like, that character's atheism or existentialism or whatever his deal is, I think one interpretation suggests that that's a comfort to him. And then when that is threatened by her faith or by her showing him that skeleton or whatever. That's interesting. He responds violently (laughs) uh, to that. And I think we all know, I mean, I say this as I was an atheist. I would not say I was agnostic. I was an atheist from little childhood. I didn't grow up with church like at all and um, was start when I started studying religion, I was doing so as an atheist. You used to invite us to your (laughs) weekly Bible burnings. Right. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, but I I do think that I was a cool atheist. (laughs) In that, in that, I was not threatened by the existence of religion. Because if you actually are an atheist, other people believing in something you don't believe in isn't a problem for you. Doesn't it just? It just means like the lack of. It's just lack of faith. That's that's what atheism means, right? Well, it doesn't mean you're an asshole. Atheism is like believing there is no god. So it's it's its own faith. It's just the faith of the negative, like of the opposite of hmm. somebody who believes in God. I mean, and I think, and I think, oh, I if, get you. If you like, obviously, if you think that like religion causes harm, or that Christianity in particular causes harm, or that the structures of religion like hurt people, like that's one thing. But the but you know, I think we the image of the popular culture image of an atheist, which I'm sure is like as unfair as I feel like the popular culture picture of a Christian is, is of someone who's like, you know, (laughs) somebody hurt them very badly and they, and they are almost as much of a proselytizer as, you know, someone who is a theist. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, It's, It's actually, it's, it's, it's very interesting, the, like the way atheism has sort of taken root in uh, modern American culture has been really interesting to me in the last like five or six years or probably longer. But it became very and I don't know if it's always been this way, but maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just the way I see it, like kind of coming out of Christianity as a teenager and feeling like it was very like hip to to uh be an atheist and to um be almost uh 
I don't know, almost like verbally violent towards Christians. Um, and then also. Only Christians, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jews, Muslims, uh, Sikhs, all they're they're good. Yeah, uh, they're fine. But yeah, Christians are are, are assholes, um, which, you know, sometimes that's true. But um, but it's interesting to me, like Mike, you were saying, you know, athe- like the the lack of like basically not believing in God being a sort of uh, religion, like in and of itself, it, it it just makes me think about like the way we talk about science now. It sort of feels like mm-hmm. it fits into like atheism. Like, um, we talk about you know we say like I believe in science. Like we that is literally right. a thing that people say. I believe in science, which science doesn't care if you believe in it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to say. Same like, with I, God. I, what's that? Same with God. In my opinion, <laughs> I don't think I don't think God. Why would God doesn't need us to believe in? It? him or her well, or whatever you know i don't know well, I, I don't know about this subject as much as you <laughs> he's do, but real I feel like, whether I feel like, whether we believe it or not same with science <laughs> okay I, well i feel like i feel like people would say that god does need you to believe in him or he's gonna send you to hell um they're wrong okay all right that's fine <laughs> i believe you you uh you do have a phd in this stuff so i do believe you um but um yeah i just i think that's very interesting like most of the people who talk about who talk about science in the way that you would, you know, they would on Twitter or something like they can't actually explain any of the things that they, that they're talking about <laughs> when they say they believe yeah. in something. Right. And that doesn't mean that those explanations aren't to be found, but like you can you and I have had conversations before where I'm just like, well, if I'm supposed to believe this, what is X, Y, what does this all fucking mean? And I think you've given me like the time <laughs> of day in, in e- explaining what shit means. Like it's, it's, um, like there is meaning behind all of the, you know, many of the things that I think people cite when they say like, well, this is just a bunch of gobbledygook. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I just, I think, I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting well, the way, you know, regardless of whether we're theists or atheists, we seem to like engage with what we believe to be real in very much the same way, which is exactly. And it's a religious mind frame. That's to me, the probably the biggest takeaway of studying religion was everyone is religious. If you're atheist, if you're agnostic, if you're somebody who was burned by the church and you say, fuck all that shit, you're still a human being. And I think that what we call religion is a frame of mind and approach that we take at various times as human beings and we all have it and we direct it at different things. Like it doesn't have to be something that others recognize as a religion. It could be movies, you know, it could be like whatever. It is for Tom Cruise. Exactly. (laughs) Well, yeah. And he's like a big Scientologist, (laughs) Um, but it's like a true, I think a true like existentialist, like, doesn't actually exist like yeah you like as a human being you can't actually live all the time like nothing you do matters at all (laughs) like it's the same way it's what is so here guys i'm about to bring this full circle so what we were talking about at the beginning of this which this movie being something where there's all these pieces 
And the guy who made it is like, I don't fucking know how this shit fits together. Uh-huh. But we watch it and we're going to put it together, goddammit. Like, we're going <laughs> to figure out how this fits together. This has this. This means something. That's what we fucking do. And that is what religion is. Religion is. And so to me, again, I might be a very bad Christian. Again, I have never settled on a denomination or consistently attended like one kind of church. So I I don't have anyone who's like, this is what's okay, this is what isn't. You know, <laughs> like it's all up to me, which is maybe not the most Christian way to be necessarily. But the reason that I felt comfortable like adopting this and saying like, okay, I'm a Christian is because I realized like, in one way or another, I'm putting a story on top of what my reason for being is. Mm-hmm. Like, I have one, and I can either be thoughtful about that or just try never to think about it. Sure. And I can also choose from among a bunch of different th- options that other people have already developed for me. And I thought when I learned more about Christianity, and specifically when, like, you know, I started dating someone who was raised Christian and also is very smart and would like answer questions for me and explain things to me, that the way that the story, the way that he told the story, and the way that I was learning about the story, and the way that I interpreted the story, like as I studied it, sounded like much better than what I was already using, which mm-hmm. which I had thought about. Like, as a thoughtful and intelligent person, like, I had thought about, like, what's my approach to, like, the fact that nothing's out there and we're alone, you know, how does beauty still exist (laughs) in that situation? Like, I had an answer. I liked Mm -hmm. Christianity better. That's why I have chosen it. But I don't necessarily think that other stories or other approaches to explaining why we're here are wrong or bad. And again, that might make me a very bad Christian. (laughs) I don't know. Like, God may strike me down. Maybe that's not strong enough faith. But, you know. I Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree that if God's going to strike anybody down, it's going to be Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Even Mike the Catholic would agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think... I have have a question, though. Yeah, go ahead. So for for Kit specifically, Mm -hmm. when you're referring to existentialists, what is it, what is existentialism as you were... Because it seemed well, like maybe you meant nihilism, but no, not necessarily. I mean, God, okay. I don't. I'm not going to give you like a textbook definition of like what is existentialism, but I think experiencing life as something to which for which there is like no intelligent structure, and we're like moving from moment to moment, and we are in wholly individual agents and kind of at best self-determined. So it's not, it's not nihilism exactly, I think, because I don't, but I, but existentialism, I think because it centers our individual experience as like the only quote unquote truth. Okay, because yeah, it's been a long time, but I had always understood existentialism, existentialism as basically being like the individual is ultimately free to do anything. Not like hedonism, but where it's like it endorses one way of being right. free, like you know, maximum pleasure or anything. But like that—that's the conundrum for the existentialist is 
you're totally free to do anything you want. And I mean, I think there's even, there's Christian existentialism. There's, <laughs> yes. you know, probably atheist. And like, I yeah. love, I love Sartre. Like I, I mm-hmm. like Sartre's concept of like bad faith is like, so I guess I can't say it's foundational to me because like I found it after, like I had already maybe been thinking these things, but like, I identify with it so much and like obviously <laughs> he would not agree with me about <laughs> about lots of things but I it's not I don't mean to say like existentialism is like the opposite of of religion or 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 Christianity okay. or anything but it's just I think it is hard that that like I just think it's hard like a purely always existential being or operating like if you are an existentialist and you're like this is the only truth um about our existence like it's hard to then go and do like i think it's hard to operate that way all of the time like i don't yeah i just don't fully think that we can like actually believe that all that that what matters is like us and our experience you know like it's just not enough for us to then go out and do things yeah. All the time. No, and so I looked it up because like I said, it's been a very long time. So the the top dictionary definition it gives us here is a philosophy that emphasizes the uniqueness and isolation of the individual experience in a hostile or indifferent universe. It regards human existence as unexplainable and stresses freedom of choice and responsibility for the consequences of one's acts. Um, so yeah, that's And like that's what I love about Sartre is the freedom of choice. And I personally find that within christianity as well like that is not antithetical to like my idea of what you know christianity is i do still believe that we have free choice and a lot of christians don't think that um yeah so i think at this point maybe not a majority like yeah i don't know i mean but but it's weird because like anyone who comes from the calvinist tradition like right technically which is a lot a lot people don't know like again, we were like throwing shade at atheists, I guess, but like <laughs> that, that's true, one hundred percent true of most Christians that they don't fucking know what the the you know what's in the Bible, what the you, it, you know that's for sure. That's I mean that's, that's the, like a that's meme a human at this right. <laughs> like it's a human right to believe shit you don't understand. Like same with you know people <laughs> who are like I believe science. Like have yeah. you ever read a paper about what you claim to believe? No. God, can like, you imagine? Okay, good for you. True American, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so okay. Few thoughts on some of the stuff, and then uh, I guess so. We've been talking for a while, but like, uh, I th- when Andrew was talking, he had said something about fuck uh so yeah i guess what i I view theists so whether you're a christian or anybody that believes in a god uh and atheism is the belief that there is no god i think agnostics to me maybe this is just because that's where i landed or whatever as a teenager i think they're the only ones that really you can't like you can't rationally like be like prove them wrong you can't that's right baby yeah. Well, Hell yeah, think, right I think again. It's beautiful. The ghost thing is such an amazing <laughs> it's such an amazing example that you're talking about. You're like, "Well, why am I afraid of ghosts if I don't believe they exist?" And it's like, "Well, yeah. some part of you isn't That's sure, I mean. obviously." So, thought two that I had while we were talking <laughs> is you Kit had said uh God doesn't need us to believe in him, mm-hmm. I think, or maybe yeah. you and Andrew had both kind of yeah. 
So I kind of feel like with where I'm at now, I kind of feel like God knows that we believe in him regardless of right. how we think about it. Right. So that's kind of where I land on that. And then as far as when you get into sin and hell and heaven and stuff like that, we weren't even bothered to hash that out because who knows, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially when we're talking about this film. Not me. But uh, <laughs> not you. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't know shit. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh. So then I one other thought I had, which we're far away from the movie at this point, but like, I think I don't know if we are. <laughs> well, that's true. We're yeah, we're right in it. The I think it's a mistake the way that and this is more referring to maybe how we came up, because who knows what kids are exposed to or how they're taught now. But I feel like there was this whole kind of new atheist movement in the 2000s in the in the O's, which is when we were all pretty much coming of age. Yes. Um, And I feel like maybe because it was probably just the tail end of kind of a certain style of like 20th century Christianity um, Mm -hmm. that like, I think we probably either were taught or we just absorbed through the culture. We've conceived of faith incorrectly as that it has to involve religion in some way, whether you have the faith of an atheist that there is no God or the faith of a Christian that there is a God and that Jesus has, you know, died for our sins. But I I feel like when you're talking about the science stuff, like, and then Kit, you were also talking about how, like, as humans, this is what we have to do. We have to sort of make sense of these things and interpret Mm -hmm. them, even if it's just a bunch of animation thrown on the screen. But like with uh, the way people, I mean, we've just lived through two years and some change of like the believe the science kind of stuff and like watching people take solace in things, scientific, supposedly scientific things that they either do or don't understand Mm -hmm. uh, and all that kind of thing. And it's like, and, and (sighs) we've watched and we've watched that science evolve and change you know what i mean and And, sort of undercut undercut that belief so it's well and it's been interesting to to watch that like we've we've been trying to find comfort in you know just for instance the the with the with you know like don't wear masks and then let's wear masks it's just stuff like that where it's just like we're Mm -hmm. listening to you know organizations that are scientifically informed like the cdc and you know things like that and 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 but you know, the science, the, the scientific community obviously also didn't have like a full understanding of what we were dealing with. Well, in the and beginning. like, well, yeah. And it is, and is faith in science, like is faith in science, faith in the science or faith in scientists? Because like, I right. would question or faith in the people who report what scientists like, or yeah. who choose what to do based on what scientists say, because like, to me, that suffers from the same problem that religion does that like sure. it, like you know the science is real and true and i i believe that we might not know what it is and might not report it faithfully or correctly or in a non-harmful way and it's like the same with religion like okay god is real how we choose to communicate that often sucks ass so (laughs) yeah yeah you know and and you know for the record i so you know i'm i'm i do i do i do believe i do follow whatever you know whatever guidelines are given to me based on you know whatever the science is right now and maybe that is maybe that is flawed but i tend to like like how i live my life right now is just um filtering whatever whatever seems to be the consensus through my own life like that's Mm -hmm. in figuring out how to navigate based on that and i think that's a totally fine way to live um 
Sure. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't trust most of the experts that we're kind of probably referring to and talking about right now. Uh, but I think like science is a process and I trust, I do trust in that process to generally yield reliable results that we can use, like we can get good information from it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think that you're talking about guess, like political mouthpieces though, to, to, I think. Yeah. Well, and things like so the CDC, it's, it's an institution. Sure. It's, it's as vulnerable to corruption as any institution. Sure. And I think we can point to things where mm-hmm. it's been captured and it's been, you know, used maybe not for good or something like that. But anyhow, the point I think I was trying to get to is like, I think it took me a long time to get here to understand that faith is not a religious thing. Uh, it's a human thing. And then like the way that the science stuff enters into it, or even just like politics is another good example of like the faith we have in Absolutely. various political ideologies or politicians that like <coughs> we, I think, you know, and I'm guilty of this as anybody, like there's so much more uh, faith, or like fervor, I guess, religious fervor that I have, I guess I shouldn't say religious, but just like that uh, faithful fervor that I have for like whatever political issue that I'm worked up about or something like the faith, um, political, political faith or whatever we want to call it is um, like so much worse than <laughs> than the than the, uh, you know, the 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 sort of. Um, I don't know the um the the angry atheist or the Bible thumping Christian. I don't know. I'm just this is I just just an aside, <laughs> but just like I think we could all come together and and like hate uh you know hardcore Democrats and hardcore Republicans right now. Like I think <laughs> I think I think that's that's something we can all agree on. <laughs> if anything will unify the country, it is, it is that. <laughs> or or yeah. tear it apart more. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess. Um, but so to tie it back to the film, I think that it's interesting as an adult to have kind of like expanded what I thought faith was. And then also to have, you know, tried to navigate it myself, like the religious angle. But I think this film, while parts of it, it's a, it's an exploration of faith. I think, uh, this film is particular to Christian faith though, because I think, yes. you know, we know that so. about the creator, but then also I just think the whole Noah's Ark thing, the whole, um, the cross so much. <laughs> What what's that? The cross. The cross, yeah. There's so much imagery. There's so much, and I. But I also think that the like fish. this movie is specifically about religious faith, specifically Christian faith, yeah, uh, and all of that. Um, and I was gonna throw that out there just to bring us back around to the movie. Um, but although it's an interesting conversation, it reminds me of conversations I would have back in like high school and college, where people would just kind of like freewheel about big stuff. So that was always fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, the uh I, I got a few notes. Uh should we do you guys The only the only thing that I have left to say about this movie um mm-hmm. is that it is don't <coughs> it seems like a lot of people have watched this on YouTube because that's like the easiest way to get to it. Um Okay. I wish I hadn't. I wish I'd had like a copy of it or just some way to I Oh, I could have sent you one. Yeah, I wish I'd watched it on a big TV. Um I watched it on my computer screen and I think like one of my notes is this is the <coughs> longest short movie I've ever seen. Um, and uh, full disclosure, I watched it on two times speed and still felt like it was unbelievably long. And it took me okay. 35 minutes to watch. And I don't and I think that is 
because obviously, like, I've enjoyed this conversation. I feel like I've engaged with the, the subject matter. But I think just like this is this is something that's meant to be appreciated in, in my opinion, not on a tiny screen. I mean, I know Kit watches it on an even smaller screen and she's fine. But just like for me, I'm like, this is this is not this is it's definitely it's a visual experience, even in its philosophy. Its philosophy is visual. Like there's a couple of lines, but you could like I had subtitles. I would have gotten the same thing out of it oh yeah without for the sure. subtitles for sure yeah well yeah and there's so little spoken dialogue it's like a it's like a visual meditation and definitely yeah. like i didn't really take notes because i was just watching it but like i that city design was like so it was beautiful awesome yeah the like yeah. goth art nouveau was really really cool and um, yeah, very pretty film my last my only other note was uh imagine if the zoom out at the end of Men in Black had lasted like five minutes. I, that was, but I can't, I do love that. It's just such sure. a like. No, it's good. It's such a fuck you. I love it. Like it's, it's really cool to just be like, no, this is going to be that fucking slow. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. So about that ending, uh, I can't, I assume you have not seen the film. But Andrew, you possibly have seen the film, uh, but there's a Tarkovsky, which this movie has Tarkovsky all over it. Uh, but there's a Tarkovsky film called Solaris. Have you seen that, Andrew? I've seen the Soderbergh remake. <laughs> OK, wow. I have not seen that one. It's not bad. Um, <laughs> Just FYI. OK, it's kind of on my list of like maybe eventually. You should but, watch it sometime. <laughs> uh, so Solaris, spoiler alert, uh, it ends very similarly. Uh, and that's a film about artificial intelligence and um, reality and. It's a spiritual film as well. Uh, but anyhow, it ends like like almost exactly like this, where uh, I won't explain. I won't go into all the detail, but basically there's a character in a house. He's he I think he steps outside and then the camera zooms away and we eventually see there's some grass, some woods. And then it's just surrounded by this sea, which in the film is different than just a sea. But uh it's almost the same thing. And it's like almost the same shape as this arc or this maybe capsized, I think probably capsized arc. We have an angel's egg. Uh, so I don't know. I thought that was interesting. And then Tarkovsky is famous for, you know, like that scene where they're in the bed or the, in the, or she's in the bed and he's sitting there. Like Tarkovsky does similar things in his, mm-hmm. you know, non-animated films where it's like just a long, like, yes. <laughs> you know, yes, nothing it, you know, I hate to say nothing's happening, but on some level you're watching it and it's just very still or very eventless, I guess. Um, for sure. Anyways, so I thought that was interesting about the ending, what it means as to why he would have done almost the exact same ending as Solaris. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I certainly see how, how Tarkovsky could give him the confidence to just be like, all right. Yeah. This is a really long shot of yeah. nothing. <laughs> yep. Andre did it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few. So I, at the beginning, the music kind of reminded me of 2001. Like the, uh, oh yeah, the sequence. music was great. Yeah. Music was good. Yeah. It kind of, um, it kind of needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sound was important to this. I guess <laughs> we haven't sure. really talked about the sound design. Yeah. But. The sound of that big tank thing was really cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, we talked about the shadow fish, which I still, I thought that was really fascinating. Um, I did ask, I also wrote, go ahead. Oh, sorry. 
um, the about the shadowfish. I kind of talked about my one interpretation of it, but then also it reminded me of like when you have a dream and you try to express it when you wake up, that it just kind of slips away from you and you just can't, you know, mm-hmm. you can't grasp it. Um, what were you going to say, Andrew? Oh, not even remotely related to what you're talking about. I just said that. Oh, it's fine. I said, you know, this is very Matrixy kind of brand of cyberpunk as the movie started but then they had the steam things and i said oh there's steam is this steampunk so <laughs> no computers so yeah i think it's by default it has to be steampunk yeah <laughs> there's some i guess nobody listens to us but if somebody did there'd be some nerd tearing their hair out right now probably <laughs> it's not steampunk <laughs> um i really i thought another thing i thought was really beautiful was like the slow flooding of the city um it's kind of when they're in the church yes uh and it's just like this like very clear pool of water over the sidewalk and like i sometimes like i can't draw for shit like i just i, I cannot draw but it's like thinking about how they drew that and it's like you know that there's this this clear water on the sidewalk or the cobblestone whatever they are uh i don't know it was very cool i know it's like um, the most mysterious art speaking of the water yeah. i loved the part where it was just like black waves kind of like lifting through the screen but yeah. like it's not it's not it's almost, it's just nothing but it's like undulating like it just looked really cool i've not really seen that before but it's like the camera is being flooded this yeah. fake camera when you think like they you know would have drawn that like how, like yeah i don't even know how you do that stuff like golgo had stuff like that too where it's like what a cool creative thing to throw into this anime i don't know yeah it just but, like um, these lot both these movies had me thinking about just like animation in general um but like how you can have you know in easy it's easier in animation than i think in like uh you know something you shoot with a camp like live action stuff which is that you can get uh you know complete black or or totally white like you don't you you know the complete lack of detail can be um as much a part of a scene as detail i mean i feel like you know you there's like noir and things where you you're trying to do that but there's usually it's it's very it's just it's not it's not when you're trying to sculpt with light it's much harder to 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 have that level of control yeah yeah well anyways i felt like there was sort of a theme of like purity in the movie Mm -hmm. um and I, I I thought about it earlier. I was going to try to work it in earlier, but I lost where it was in the movie. Now I'm trying to run through like. Well, she's like gathering water, right? Like, like and bringing it. I thought the line where he says. He says, how long have you been been here? And, she, and he says, like, as many bottles, as many days as there are bottles. Yeah. Like and I was like, whoa, did she do all? All of this, and it seems like the answer is no. But like, I thought that was an interesting twist on what she was doing, because like, I I just assumed she was doing it for like to have water because yeah, drinking water. Yeah. What better canteen is there for a long trip than a big glass? I bowl? know. <laughs> Lee got really mad at me because when she started filling up that thing, I was like, "Well, where the fuck does she get that?" And he was like, "Why does that matter?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what did Lee think of the movie? Had he seen this one? Lee, did you like the movie? Did you like the movie? Yeah, it's definitely, I think, his kind of thing. And he was probably kind of mad. Because, like, I had, like, a 10-minute deficit of time. 
So like I would have to like skip through things occasionally to be finish it by the time we were podcasting. And okay. I don't think he was uh he was not happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No way to enjoy a kino. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, yeah. So I don't remember where I was gonna go with purity, but I did feel like there were multiple like times where I thought of <coughs> that. But anyhow, that's all I got. Any other little stragglers? Not for me. Mm-hmm. Is it time for the cruise minute? Cruise minute. Um Am I the only one who's got something as always? As mm-hmm. usual, yeah. Cool. Uh, that's fine. Um it's mm-hmm. mine's very short. I got um, one. Is that I think uh he passed on John Carter. And obviously that was a smart decision, but uh that would have worked, I think. I mean, that's one of well... Kit's favorite films. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know Kit is a Taylor Kitsch apologist, but I I'm I think sorry. I would have well, rather watched that excuse movie. Excuse me, are you not a Taylor Kitsch apologist? Less so. More more so after watching the first season of Friday Night Lights and the uh, Waco. the Waco miniseries. Yeah. But but imagine, uh, for, a, so for like, a lot of years I was not because <laughs> his career was defined by Tony Scott movies and stuff. This and yeah. Battleship that came out the well, same fucking year. <laughs> and when I talk about how John Carter is actually good, and I should say, the part of John Carter that's like Avatar, I fucking hate it. It's ho- it's it's that ugly. Is, that is ninety percent of the movie. <laughs> it's bad. But the thing that I cling to is the part where he's a you know it's post Civil War, yeah, and especially fun. the part where he's the one scene where he's digging the grave for his wife and also just like beating off, beating off. He's oh, he, fending, yeah, that's, fending off. <laughs> he's fending off. He's beating off a ton a bunch of, of men. guys. <laughs> those alien guys who are attacking him but imagine if imagine if it was tom cruise digging his wife's grave i mean beating off a bunch of dudes attacking him yeah that's like the best of both worlds hell yeah real nasty yeah yeah i mean i can't believe that i kind of can't believe that they would to me they don't seem like the same kind of person like taylor kitchen that movie is basically just like a side of beef, right? See, I think, <laughs> I think the character of John Carter is, I think they're they're attempting to give us something with Taylor Kitsch that Tom Cruise could give us easily. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that I is, mean, I agree that with that. That is my feeling. <clears throat> like Tom Cruise, if you were actually doing like he's H, that's H. G. Wells, right? Like if you were actually uh, doing like Burroughs. this, Burroughs, yeah, Edgar Burroughs, Burroughs, Burroughs. Yeah. If you're doing this like Edgar Rice Burroughs, like iconic character who's almost like a proto comic book kind of guy yeah. like yeah i can definitely tom cruise see tom cruise bring it more to the table like i actually don't think like the 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 problem with taylor kitsch's career is that he looks how he looks and they always make him play superhero beefcake and he's not actually a movie star like oh, tom no. cruise is for sure <laughs> did you guys ever see the tarzan movie yes. like Christoph Waltz yes was that good um no but I remember watching it because it bombed so horribly and was just like critically destroyed and I watched yeah. it and was like you know what this is not that bad okay I um, if it was it's I scars guard right but uh but it is not it, I mean I'm sure I'm sure it doesn't doesn't hold up to much uh you know thought but uh yeah but I had a I, I remember watching it and being like this is fun Okay. I really what, love I love Alexander Skarsgård as yeah. 
as an actor. Yeah. He's another one where like he's this super hot like Scandinavian guy, but that's actually not who he is. Who he is, and yeah. usually he doesn't. I think I think he's chosen roles really really well, and I love him as just like the guy who shows up on a TV show that you're like, oh fuck, he'll win an Emmy for this. Like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's just great. he's he's he. I think he's really a good actor. He was so good on Big Little Lies. Yeah, I felt bad that like oh, yeah. my favorite part of this like female driven show was definitely. <laughs> And I do, Him. <laughs> I do like that he played Nicole Kidman's husband in that, and he will be playing Nicole Kidman's son in The Northman. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the guy from The Northman. Yeah. Wow. Well, and oh. <coughs> wow, that's crazy. How um, fun to be a woman in Hollywood. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> uh, I gotta. It's just. I gotta. It's, I gotta wrap it up. I gotta yeah, go to the bathroom okay. real bad. Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. But wait, uh, Mike, what are we gonna watch us- next week? <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> please join us next week for Wicked City, uh, another anime. I don't remember what year. Woo! Uh, uh, slow motion triple feature. Oh, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Um, slow motion. Weird, you didn't feature. know what movie we were watching, but you know what year it came out. Yep, that's right. Hmm. That is strange. Yeah, I'm starting to think this is all a ruse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, slow motion triple feature was recorded in. Uh, oh, I didn't. Uh, we were recorded inside the egg. Um, <laughs> special Good thanks to our producer Lee. What's that? Good acoustics in there. Yeah. In here, I should say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what they call Joe Rogan's new studio? The I egg? Fucking no. Uh, it's little, stinky. Or a little toaster or something. It's yeah. kind of stinky, though. Um, it is. It doesn't seem very comfortable, but I don't know. I don't really watch it. I, I listen on occasion, but I never watch I, the videos. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, okay. See you, Andrew. Uh, special thanks to our producer Lee, the man in the booth who makes it sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.